Welcome to the Master of podcast. <laughs> I'm Tyler Brown, and I'm joined by Louis Gilbert. <laughs> and right, for, the, for this one night special, I'm in my dressing gown. Yes. Oh, I should have said you're Charlie Udell, but Anna exit. But that wouldn't That's... have got well with many people. Well, you've still got time. Yeah. Oh, he's Charlie Udell, but he's anorexic. Oh, original. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, we were meant to be joined by uh, Mr. Udell himself, but he's off doing drugs. So we're, we're here alone uh, this week once again. Thank you, uh, drugs. Anyone who's uh, listening to that, he's not actually doing drugs. He is doing paracetamol, large doses. Uh, yes. So season four of Clone Wars is this week's podcast because as you can see, we're running out of ideas when the episode's in and we're going to keep Just reusing them. a round them. of applause for season four, first of all. Good season, good season. Well, it doesn't start off well because I didn't like no. this first couple of episodes. I Water didn't like the first arc. Yeah, Water War. It's the first episode of the season, uh, as the Americans call it, and I didn't like it. I thought it was a bit bloated and long. This whole arc was bloated, this, a bit bloated. This uh, season has got good arcs. It mm. does have down. It's got more downs than season three did. It's much more like season three than I think any other season except for season five. So I think from season three, season four, season five is kind of like you could group that together as like the large height of the Clone Wars. Mm. I, I'd say so. I uh, but I think this kind of has its definitely its ups and downs. Especially to start with. But I think overall it ends up being a very good season. But ugh, this first one, this war, a war and this next couple of... Uh, uh, how many episodes is this arc? I believe about three. Yeah. I, I thought you could have had it at one, maybe two episodes. Yeah. I yeah, thought... There's, um, one thing I... Yeah, they stretched this a bit. I know that it's like... Um... It doesn't really seem like something you could just fit into one episode, but with the amount of mm. content that they actually produced from it, you could have put it into one episode. You could have. I, I wouldn't have even minded kind of two episodes. I thought yeah, three episodes. Two episode arcs. They're rare. But, they are rare. You know, I this, thought... this would have been fine. It would have made it better. Yeah. I thought... Um... We only really needed two stages. We needed them to be attacked, overwhelmed, and then the Gungans come in and save them. However, we got a third part after that. If they just wrapped it up in the second part, that would have been fine. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, I think it. I didn't care for the characters, the new ones introduced, uh, that the whole arc is kind of centred around. I didn't really care for it. I didn't really care for the message... I thought it was fine. I thought the first episode was all right. The second episode was all right. And then the third episode, by that point, I just felt a bit down on the whole arc already. So I was kind of, I didn't really care. I and like therefore, the, I like, I like the part in the third episode where he kills the, I'm not sure what the shark species is called, when mm. Prince Lee Char um, shoots the, like, bomb thing on the guy's shoulder that's i like that yeah i, I do think um this good action this whole, good good action i think this episode arc does have its up uh it's it's bits and pieces that are good and its action is fun i think it follows a simple kind of structure to its action I of get it's, here. Um, i think it's very interesting although though this arc doesn't have particularly good structure or it or notable storytelling. Um, I think it's interesting that we get to see um, the Quarren and the Mon and the Mon Calamari um, their relations on the planet Moncala, because I didn't know Moncala was a planet until this one. I think it's. I think that's quite an interesting part of it. One of the things I think let down this arc was the fact that it was underwater in general because yeah, there underwater limited, limited things you can do with that and also the physics didn't look right no i to, to kind of go then again it's star wars it's no designed, designed for children yeah underwater seems to sell 
there's many underwater kind of things that you can turn into toys and I'm sure things were toys were made out of this and children little Indian children were sacrificed in the making of a plastic piece of water shit um, but in the end the actual use of the water it was just you know rubbish it was interesting it's a change of kind of scenery for Star Wars mm. we don't really see that much underwater stuff in Star Wars at all except for episode one um, uh, Phantom Menace but really, besides that, I can't think of notable underwater stuff. Except and also, because it were, because they were always underwater, I think there was definitely like a lack of um, scenery. It was just mostly just water. They could have yeah. added like a lot, like a lot more background. It's um, poor art direction. I thought so. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know what it was, but it kind of it hindered the action a bit because I just thought I was just seeing nothingness. I thought it was it, this looked like it was kind of unfinished, in that there was a non-existent background, uh, really, with just two characters kind of bumping in into each other. I thought to go on to something else that's not Star Wars but uses an underwater feature, the Aquaman film. Was very, well, it's a very beautiful underwater world. Uh, very developed and very nice and i thought obviously this came out years before but if it had something along the lines of that where at least if the action's a bit lacking we can look behind and see okay this is a nice little detail or oh, they've looked into that that's a nice mm. little way. then maybe that would be something but really the underwater feature while being a change of scenery in an interesting way to start the season and i thought it was an interesting way to start the season because it was definitely a change up of pace uh, from what we saw at the end of last season. But other than that, it and was... It was yeah, a sort of backstory to Admiral Akbar when he's still a captain, because he was in this. Yes, and that was all right. It's got, that's seemingly what these kind of rubbish episodes do. They sneak in a bit of um, characters that we know and love and say, oh, look at him. And then it's like, okay, we'll never show him again except for when he comes in the actual films. Yeah, nothing, really to, nothing terrible uh, here, but nothing to note of. And I think that's the problem. I'd rather just absolutely so bad it's good episodes than was all right, you know. I guess it got the season off. But I thought, I thought it was a slow start to a, a season, especially coming off season three. Um, we've kind of talked about the entire arc, so there's mm. nothing uh, really else to yeah. talk about. So it, should... it's an it lacks it lacks they needed to structure it better they could have done one um one episode less or even two even two episodes less and they would have that would have been fine that i it's think they, they made they made it too long and that made it a bit bit boring it's just bloated and that's the problem this yeah. is this is oh it's, it it a lot very quickly, and then the third episode was just ugh. You know, the and second and third episode are so similar, you could just blur it together and just yeah. call it one episode. I mean, even if it, if even if we kept it two episodes and obviously changed the second episode so it, that it had a nice ending and we had just two episodes, they wouldn't have been nothing to really write home about anyway. They would have kind of been thrown away episodes, in my opinion. I, I didn't think I didn't think this added anything to kind of nuance of Clone Wars, which you would expect from a three episode arc. You think something would add, get added, something that would return in maybe a later season. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, here. I don't I don't know if we you would know this. Do we ever see these characters, the new characters again, except for General Akbar, of course. Lee Cha, you mean like Lee Cha? Do it? No, um, like the act, the king, the uh, prince. Do we ever see them again? Is he the leech? I don't remember the fucking. Yeah, that's Prince. Yeah, that I don't think we ever see yeah. that. No. Uh, I like the um the shark species though. I thought they were cool. Yeah. It was very Aquaman. I think that you know what actually. Well, Aquaman I've seen it, so I, 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 I can say it actually. Now thinking of it, Aquaman kind of copied its. It actually did copy its plot from this, unless this plot has been done before, because Aquaman. There's no spoilers in this. It's just a simple plot. You're the prince. And then the bad guy comes in saying, no, you don't have a claim to the throne. Get out. We don't like you. 
have a fight at the end with everybody watching. It, the guy wins. Blur. He's king now. That is Aquaman. <laughs> and that is this. So actually, Star Wars may have done an original, even though it's not an original very, uh, plot point, but at least Star Wars did it first. Uh, but that's that, that's that bloated three-episode arc. As we go into episode four, Shadow War. Now, I would like to say I would get rid of one or two of the first um, arc's episodes to make an arc out of this particular episode, Shadow Warrior, because they capture Grievous. That is something no one has ever done before, except in the comic Son of Dathomir, and they they just let him go because they because Kanduku's got Anakin. I definitely think they could have expanded on that. I think it's Jar Jar Binks' best episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Jar Jar Binks' best episode so far. He was actually useful. He was useful. And I thought um, he actually worked. Uh, uh, but I found it a tiny bit stupid, him just looking exactly like this guy. And then they all going, yeah, you're him. And then everyone yeah, gets um, stupid. It's but it's stupid. I think it makes him more of a plot device than a character. He's very much a plot. If that's what he needs to be, to be good, it's a... that is what Jaja Big shall do. Well... Yes, I mean it's so it is kiddish kind of stupidity, and I think it was a simple way of getting around. Like it's such a plot armor thing. Oh, you look exactly like this guy. Oh, we're gonna use you for this one thing. I don't like. Do we ever know if he ever used it for anything else? Did he have sex with the king's wife? I mean, you know what I mean. What's going on here? Jar Jar gets away with too much in this episode, but it's a fun episode anyway. I don't know if it's a great episode. And I wouldn't even know. You said you might make an arc out of it. And two I think you could. Two episodes. Okay, two episodes. I think you definitely could, but I also think you couldn't. Because how it starts is a bit too stupid. The actual idea of how he gets away with it is a bit too stupid for it to turn into something. But also, it definitely could have. If you got rid of Jar Jar Binks and he just stayed in the first episode, and then you went on for the second yeah. episode, the yeah. And, yeah, could work. If they put Jar Jar Binks uh, in the second episode as more of a um, character, then that I think that might ruin the plot. That might ruin the arc if they made it. If they had made it like that, yeah. Um, I, I think this this was fun. I think it could have had two episodes, and but also, then I thought this means Captain Tarple's sacrifice was in total fucking vain. That's true. That's true. I, I actually was a bit upset when he sacrificed that himself. Was, he says, oh, how on. does it, I can't agree with this. He says, how does it feel to die? And then Tubble says, not die, sacrifice. And then, you know, Tarples dies, they capture Grievous. Grievous is let go about a couple hours later. That's what it was. That's what it was. But Tarple. I thought, don't talk about Tarpal, and don't you fucking interrupt me just to talk about Tarpal. Shut up. Listen, I thought it was fine being one episode. Could have been two episodes, but I thought the pacing was fun. I thought I had a good energy behind it. I thought it was goofy, but I liked it. So therefore, I think it should have probably been kept at one episode just to keep up that kind of high energy that the whole episode had. Mm. Uh, a nice episode. Anything else to add before we move on to episode five? He's thinking. It's a good. No, I sh- I shook my head. Oh well, they can't see that. What a fucking. Okay, I'm pop- sorry. I'm sorry. No. Oh, I swear. What the. F- you've yeah. heard. You've heard my opinion on this episode. It's good. I think they could have made an arc. They could have made an arc out of it if they tried, but they didn't. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um. I'm gonna be honest. I skipped these next two episodes because my whole no. um. I my watched, mother, I my watched mother, the first yeah. one. I started watching the next one. I, I couldn't get through it because I realised this was the shit episode. Well, my motto for Star Wars, the clown okay. was get rid of the, the episode. Okay, episode five, Mercy Mission. C-3PO and R2-D2. You guys already know where this is going. Explore a strange underground world. Now, I think this episode in particular is the best R2-D2 C-3PO only kind of episode in Clone Wars. 
I would disagree. And this is not alcohol. But go on. Um, well, it wasn't just because of them. I quite like the... Okay, mate, no. It's not them that made this episode interesting. I like the thought of like the the underground species and all that. I enjoyed that. And I loved the I loved the art di- I loved the art direction and I loved the the weird tree guys who um came out of nowhere. They were cool. I've never seen this. I I skipped this episode this time and I skipped it last time. I've actually never seen this episode, so I actually can't speak on it. So okay. I'll it's, yes, the, the tree people. It's it's okay. It's a good it compared to all other C three PO and R two D two episodes. It's a it's a good one of the bunch. Mm. Okay. Now the next one, Nomad, episode six, Nomad Droids, absolute dog shite, like literal dog. Sh- I can. I cannot express how much I hate this one. It's so boring. Oh, yeah. It's so incredibly boring. They get onto this planet, these little people come and capture them, and then they're like, um, I forgot the leader's name, but he's like Big Booba or something. He's like, Big Booba know what to do. And then they bring, and then they bring Big Booba, and they're all like tiny. They're like that big. And um, and they capture them, and then, and then he's like, your uh, uh, R2D2 accidentally kills Big Booba, and then and then all the little guys are, and then all the little guys are like, "Yay, Big Booba is dead. We didn't even like him." And then C3PO tries to set up this demo this democratic system where everyone votes for one person who they like, and then everyone ends up killing killing each other over the people who they who they like or dislike. So basically, American politics. But you know, take from that what you will. Satire, that's satire. And then they and then they fly away to the ship. That's the end. I hate it. I hate it with every fibre of my soul. Um and I'm quite disappointed in Anthony Daniels, to say the least. Thank God you are. Fuck that man. Um Okay. No. Best arc of we're on to the best arc of the season now. Is it but this is my problem with this now. I can never decide. This could quite possibly, maybe, just maybe, be my favourite arc in the entire Clone Wars. I, it I, might I, just be. I have that. I have that same thought in my head. It, it, I it, love it, this because we get to see all of the five hundred first clones, and it's like a, it's like a really dark take on on clones in general and their lives and how and how they have to follow orders and what. What would they do in a situation if the Jedi was being bad? And you know, you know, Krell's a cunt. That's just the fact. Absolutely. And this was actually only my second time watching this whole arc because um, the, my last watch through before this one was my first time ever watching it. So I can just recall the emotions when yeah. watching these episodes, and a lot of it was pain and anger towards this fucking stupid cunt, Krell. I was so angry. Yeah, for this I whole think thing. But anyone who has seen Clone Wars before and then watches this will get instantly invested in it because for me, it's the epitome of Clone Wars. It is. It is. This um, is. This should be the season that defines Clone Wars in terms of clones. I think so. this is the arc that focuses on just clones. And I think it should I define Clone Wars. Absolutely adore it. I think it should actually just define Clone Wars in general because not only does that the clones, it, it has a, a certain lack of Jedi, but there's always, you know, the Jedi's kind of relationship with the clones straight away. As soon as Anakin is, they say, okay, Anakin, you have to go somewhere else. You can already feel the, the pain that the clones feel and their, their leader goes away. So you already feel that relationship. You have Obi-Wan, obviously. And then it also explores the side, well, who's good and bad in this war with Krell. So I actually think not only is it the epitome of clone episodes, it's the fucking epitome of Clone Wars because it shows uh, who is on the good side and bad side of this war. We have Jedi. We don't really see many traitor Jedis, this and a couple later on. And then we obviously see Anakin go away. It's just so good. I, I think it. 
I'm gonna say it now. It's the best arc, and it's I can I could watch this. I could never watch this for ten years and then could recall it because and it is. This is, a, this is a four episode arc, and it has the same runtime as like an actual film. If you put it all together, that's that's an hour and forty minutes mm. of screen time. This is basically a Clone Wars film. This yeah. should be Clone Wars film. Definitely. Not that shit we saw before. Not the one before season one. This is Clone Wars film. This is Clone yeah. Wars. And I think even if you haven't seen, you know, uh, if you are a first-time viewer and this was a Clone Wars film and they put this on at the cinema, not, not many people would probably see it because it's animation and it could be seen as kiddie. But if, if a Star Wars fan went in, they've never seen Clone Wars before, they don't know of necessarily Rex or any of the main clones, you straight away... You feel that relatability to them. You know who the leader is. You know the relationship with the clones themselves, with their with the Jedi. I think it is the perfect, well built story that Clone Wars needed. It. I think to, if you think about how we reviewed season one, and we talked about kind of season one's woes and how it didn't really work with some episode structure, and then you look at this, which I think it's one of the most, it's probably the most well built story in the entire Clone Wars because it has action. And the action tells a story, but it also takes that moment, uh, its moments to kind of tell you the message straight on. But it, you can, it's not too on the nose. I think it's perfect. I really do. It's, uh, a, it's a very good arc. I love it. Through and through. It's Clone it's Wars through and through straight out. I'm, I'm thinking about it even more. There's no way. I'm actually... And there's I no think way. Also, the, the implementation of um, dogma in this mm. who um thinks we have to follow orders this is what we were read to do he is kind of like the ideal clone that we needed in the i know people don't like him because they were like oh he was gonna he was gonna betray the clones and stuff mm. but he is he is needed for this arc to work yeah and i think that is also the brilliance of the arc. As I said, I felt a lot of emotion watching this whole four episodes because I felt anger. I was annoyed a lot of the time. I was annoyed at Dogma. There is a lot of kind of emotions in it, but in the end, it all pays off into this lovely, beautiful tide of circle. Yeah. Even if yeah. an episode, it even works well because it all gets tied into kind of together each episode. They don't really forget things. Mm. You wouldn't have to necessarily watch every episode to understand it. You'd have a much more satisfying conclusion if you watched every episode especially with the crowd stuff and so and that's how perfect it is and in the end. hard cases um sacrifice to save the clones that was um i felt that mm. he's been in previous episodes he's done he's done previous missions and the way he went out like that he sacrificed mm, 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 mm. I, can't get, I can never get over that i'm gonna miss hard case for the rest of my life a shame uh but i uh, i couldn't pray a lot of backstory yeah listen if you wanted to make i'm i I say this to people i don't know who's watching this but if you are a person that wants to do kind of scripts and writing and structure and tell a story through films you couldn't this is a very simple but effective story that has layers on it and i think this is the you could definitely learn so much about plot characters and structure because it's a very simple plot of this guy he's a bad guy and he's doing bad things and he's obviously bad and then he betrays them but there's so many layers on top of that that not only work on first time viewing of the show itself but even better when you know the history of the clones and there's so much layer of character that even the simplest of plots becomes so brilliant and I think in a generation of kind of films and TV shows where everything wants to be deep and meaningful, this is a good example of being simple, but also hitting home without having to necessarily go into philosophies or any of that. Mm-hmm. So if you are if you want to write something or make anything, this is the best thing. And it doesn't even matter what you're writing. And I don't know. A romantic comedy, you couldn't learn anything from this one. It took for a romantic comedy, of course. But this works in so many genres. And I think, um, yeah, yeah, def- I, I, um, before I make my point, yeah, I agree with all of that. It's a, 
it's it's something that I think a lot I know a lot of people kind of um think that like Star Wars is for children and stuff. But there are so many good writers in this. There was an entire there was an entire um well just with with the original with the original uh, Star Wars film A New Hope, it was based off um a theme which is the hero's journey that he goes from being a farm boy nobody and then he realizes he's something bigger and he rises up to inevitably defeat the bigger evil and uh, and there's a celebration at the end and um i know that isn't part of this arc but i think it ties into the fact that star wars is generally storytelling and we can tell from the original writers, the writers in the Clone Wars, especially this arc. This arc tells layers upon layers of not only not only story within this arc, but episodes, episodes and episodes, and just writers, you know, um, try and try and try and error, I suppose. Mm. And yeah, it's it's really good. Um, that's... One thing I wanted to say is that I think this particular um, arc shows us that um, Rex and uh, Fives have a good connection. It shows that they've got more than like loyalty to the Galactic Republic and that Fives is more than Rex's brother and um, his uh, and his second in command. But he is his friend, you know, he's his mate. Mm. Hmm. I think that's good because he respect because even though he's his commanding officer, um, he always makes the he's always he's always saying these things to Rex that if they weren't friends, maybe he would have gone in trouble for. But, you know, you could tell that they're friends in this. And I love that. I love this, like, brotherhood of all the clones and the friendships between them. I think that's what makes Clone Wars Clone Wars in a way. Yeah. And to go back onto your point about kind of Star Wars being seen as kiddish and and uh, this being a good example of Star Wars probably at its best but with writing. I mean, that is true. That is very true. I think a lot of things in Star Wars now, it's kind of, oh, well, that's a very cliche way of doing it and that's a very simple structure that they follow. But you have to realise Star Wars is very simple. It tells a story of good and evil, and it rarely really crosses the lines between uh, who, like, mixing good and evil. There's always good and evil, and rarely it mixes. And it's also uh, a simple story, the farm boy arc. It's all been done before, but what we have to realise is Star Wars probably does it best. And it does it in such a unique kind of universe with unique characters. Um and I think that's the brilliance of Star Wars, and it's the brilliance of this four-episode arc, is it tells a very simple story. It tells a story that could be seen as cliche, a story that's been done a thousand times, and I'm sure this episode was influenced by so many other films that came before it. But it's the characters and it's the universe it's set in. And this kind of, this whole thing, these four episodes wouldn't work if you weren't emotionally invested in the characters. And that just shows you that Star Wars and this show in particular actually works. Because if we watched this and didn't really care about the characters before this point, we wouldn't like it. So that just shows not only is these four episodes good, but the seasons, If uh, let's just imagine we were watching it for the first time, these seasons kind of leading up to this se- uh, season have shown that we have built a connection with these clones and we do care when something bad happens to them and when something actually, actually good happens to them. And I think that, that, that's perfect. And of course, it's, it still works for a first-time viewer because it's such a simple structure, and that's brilliant. And I think best episodes in Clone Wars, some of the best Star Wars, I mm. would say if you put this, if you edited this together, had some cleaning the stuff and maybe made it into a whole long kind of animated film, it would work very well with some added stuff in there just to kind of make it padded out and not seem like episode to episode. So, and you put that in for an Oscar, I think it would get very close to winning it. If it, it, animated Oscar, if you put it up against... Fucking, what's another animation that everyone goes on about? Put up against that new Pixar film, Onward, with Tom Holland in it or whatever. Is that getting you... an Oscar? No, but I, but I don't know what gets Oscars anymore. Oscars are fucked by this point. 
Uh, so let's put that in against that. Pixar always go for an Oscar, don't they? Put that in against that. I think fucking Star Wars wins. And this, the, this whole animated film would win. And that's how good it is. Do we have anything else to say before we move on from this absolute banger? And I think we could probably do a whole podcast on just this these four episodes. And that's how good they are. And we probably should at some point. Uh, we'll talk about it for two hours. But anything else to say before we move on? This arc can have my children. Lovely. You know, you literally are like you, Dell. Yeah. yeah. You wear his robe, you say his lines. Oh, well, you he... know, it's similar to what Udell said in, I think when we were reviewing season one, he said, hmm. Grievous can have my kids. Exactly. And if they are, if Grievous is watching this, uh, just email. Uh, yeah. And he'll, he'll be there. Uh, but yes, such a great, great fucking episodes. I mean, Udell is missing some bangers. Uh, episode 11, <clears throat> Kidnapped. Kid- <gasps> Ha 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 ha! Kidnapped. Ha, ha, I think ha, this. Ha. Uh, this arc. Yeah, I I quite like this arc actually. I like it for Anakin and Anakin alone. Because yeah, it is. Anakin is, it is Anakin has ties into this particularly because it's to do with slavers and stuff. Mm. I, I I thought it was, it was another new unique episode. It was something that we. That's been referenced in Star Wars, obviously episode one, and obviously some other stuff with the Wookiees, but we've never properly seen it on the screen for long slavery, and we got to see it now, and it's it's a pretty brutal arc, and I thought it's great. Uh, what do you think? Mm. I mm. quite liked it. One thing. I wanted to say, homeless man. Mm, I quite liked it. One thing I wanted to say is, in the first episode in this arc, um, Kenobi goes to talk to um, Boyle, and he says, "Have you done a, have you done a scan or something?" Mm. Um, and I wanted to say. That in the co- they actually had the comics version of this arc originally, but ori- originally they had Wax him, walk- him talking to Waxer, but because Waxer died in the previous episode in the previous episode in the arc with Krell, they had to use Boyle. Lovely, that's a fun little fact, isn't it? Death, fun fact about death. Um, but yes, very nice. This is um. I like this episode, or this arc, but I also thought it was a bit long. But I did like it. Uh, I don't know why I thought it was long. I do think its pacing is actually okay. Um, I thought his characters, the idea, actual slavers themselves were a bit underdeveloped because it, it was kind of just like, this is what we do, and you're not going to stop us from doing this because it's our tradition. And it was all about money. But it was all right. And in fact, the stuff when Anakin actually kind of links in with his whole slave roots and he actually gets emotionally tied in, that's when I kind of got tied in for him. Uh, and I thought it was a brutal arc because he's watching it, which I also like for on the show as a whole, for me to actually feel like I'm stepping into the shoes of Anakin watching his friends get... I also think respect. that this... Um, in episode... I think... It, yeah, I think in episode two of this arc, um, mm. it definitely got a little bit more grown up with all the slavers in general. Yeah. It got a bit darker, especially when um, the slave, the green Twi'lek girl, the sla- uh, slave person who was offering drinks, um, she she had a knife under the under the board of drinks, um, and she tried to kill the queen. Anakin stopped her, and. Then um, once she realised she was going back to be processed, she threw herself off the roof. Mm. I think that was that was the moment when this shit got dark. That was the yeah. moment when this didn't become a kids' show anymore. <laughs> well, there's many moments that yeah, there's many moments, yeah. but that was a very 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 serious moment, and it was kind of shocking. Also, in the in the arc before with Krell. Um, it was very. I thought it was very brutal when um, the troopers would um, like point blank range shoot the 
um, shoot the Umbarans. I thought that was very brutal, but I was think I just kind of thought like, oh, that well, Jesus, this is quite this is quite dark. But that's kind of that kind of goes with that arc as well. Just well, something, dark, just something dark, to add. I know we're we're past that. I just wanted to. Add. Yeah, the darkest moment in that Krell arc, and to go back to it, if we're going to talk about dark moments in Clone Wars, is where Krell goes. Oh, I've got a report that they've dressed up as clones, and it ends up just clones shooting other mm. clones. I thought that was the most that was the darkest moment. I think that's probably one of the darkest moments in all of Clone Wars. But I also think this moment that we get here with the little girl is pretty dark. Especially, I don't want to call this a throwaway arc, but it does tap into Anakin. But yeah. it, as a whole, I really don't feel like it affects him, and I'm sure some people will kind of disagree but at, if we think about the rest of the show after this how many times do we really feel like that's going to turn him into Darth Vader we don't really feel that uh I, I thought it was a good arc I thought to have such a dark moment and kind of a throwaway arc though was it, was it had some balls especially for an arc that I won't necessarily revisit and to have an emotional moment like that fair enough in the end uh but it's a good arc it's a brutal arc and there were some moments where I actually it, it felt uncomfortable, mm. and to think that it's, I don't want to call this a kids show, but it is on Cartoon Network or where it's on Disney Plus now, but it wasn't. It Cartoon was Network. on Cartoon Network. Yeah, so there you go. Um, what a time that was. That yes, yeah, a beautiful time. Uh, but you know, and to have that, and to have a kid jump off, it's very emotional. Uh, but great, but very great. Uh, anything else to add? Um, I'm sure some people probably think we're kind of going over these episodes, but it, it there's not much to add that really enhances the experience. Mm. I like that we got to see Ahsoka's people, the Zygarians, mm. because we we don't really get to see them that much in Star Wars, and I think loads of people just consider um, Ahsoka to be a Twi'lek, but she's not. Oh, all right, Louis. Because okay, she's got the. She's actually got like three tails, doesn't she, on the back of her head? I believe so. Mm. So she's a Zygarian. Oh, ain't you a ain't you a smart lad, my? Um, One thing, thing else? I didn't like oh, here we go. was that the head. Um, you know the leader of the Zygarians, the old guy. Mm. Mm. The old guy. Yeah. I didn't like. I think this is a prominent thing that happens throughout Clone Wars. Um. So after they've saved them, at the very end of the arc, he says, and I think we'll be joining the Republic. I know a lot when they save a colony, um, they say, oh, yeah, now we're going to join the Republic. But I think there have to be some episodes when they don't do that, because the Republic, in the sequels and in Clone Wars, it's very different from um, the original trilogy and... The sequels. I mean, the pre- sorry, the prequels and the Clone Wars are very different from the original trilogy and the sequels because there is so much corruption in the Republic and the Separatists. It kind of blurs the line between them, and there's not really any good and bad, even with the Jedi, because they're corrupt as hell. And yeah. this is kind of the thing. This is kind of the moment in Star Wars where anything goes. And the Republic is not good. The Republic is not good at all. And there's moments where they kind of show the Republic's stupidity, especially the episodes where uh, Ahsoka gets taken out of the Jedi Order. It's one of those kind of weird mm. moments. Um, uh, but th- you are right. There's not really been... I don't remember a moment where they go, no, we're not going to join you. There's a lot of episodes where the Republic arrive on a peaceful planet and they go, we don't want to be a part of your war because we think you're bad and they're bad. And then in the end... They'll help. They won't necessarily join the Republic, but they'll help them out anyway. We saw that in season seven, and we saw them with the, the little Scottish fellas. Uh, we're a peaceful. We're peaceful people. Uh, so there's a lot of that. A lot of episode. The first episode was of uh, Clone Wars was just uh, Yoda arriving and trying to sway this opinion of this guy. So there is a lot of this kind of swaying opinions. I don't. Is there many episodes? I don't think there's really memorable moments of people um, leaving the Republic to go to the Separatists after they've already been integrated. Mm. I don't... Could you think... You'd probably think of some, but I, 
I don't remember ones that really. Well, Krell was going to join the separatists. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. It's just the thing: politicians joining a different side isn't really a, it isn't really a massive thing to happen. Well, it, it, it already happens. It's just politicians cha- changing their political stance. Like the Republic wouldn't ask them to go and kill these politicians if they chain if they went over to the separatists. I don't think. Well, I think it'd be a bigger deal. They're just, they're just, uh, they're just politicians. They're not like they're not like involved with the war. Yeah, but that, well, apparently they can sway it. So that that would be the point. I think if, if they showed some kind of there's a lot of changes in the show, and Pat may seemingly has some separatist friends, and we know that dickhead simp man that's after her was a, a, a part of the republic and then he changed off screen so if there were some on-screen changes that were very memorable i think that would be an interesting couple of episodes we don't really see it but yes the, the slave episodes were uh, okay um uh memorable for anakin and anakin alone but i don't know if i'll necessarily see him come out and also let's just praise the animation as well just quickly just yeah. like good animation for this entire season. Episode 14, A Friend in the Need. Ahsoka is... I think this yeah. was... It's good read. It I was... It was alright. It was eh. It was eh. It was eh. I remember it's, it. It's nice to see that, that they're paying attention to Death Watch again, I guess. Yeah, but it, was, um, it just felt like the, the Death Watch were kind of just And that lady, that lady smacked Ahsoka's ass. That sexual assault. Be fair. Okay. Well, that's lovely to see in Star Wars. Um, I thought it. And I, but I think it, add, it did on. add to Lux Bonteri's kind of um, character. Even though we only see we only see him a total of. Um, if you include, wait. So we see him once with his mother. Yeah, in season three, with mm. his mum. Who gets assassinated mm. by Count Dooku? Then we see him in this, um, and then we see him in the in the arc with uh, Saw Gerrera, the young Saw Gerrera, the the young Saw Gerrera. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, we do. We do see him there. I thought. This episode was meh. I thought the Death Watch was weird because it was such a big part of season three. And then they kind of just felt like, oh, we're putting in this and like, this episode. And it kind of just felt meh. It didn't feel like necessarily an important episode either, even though some big things happen in the episode itself. Yeah. But I remember yeah. it as a very kind of turning point. Which you wouldn't expect. If you're going to involve the Death Watch, I think it needs need to have to big. Yeah, I didn't really think this is set. It just felt like a one episode kind of throwaway for me. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It's it's not yeah. extremely important. It doesn't reveal anything extremely important, other than the fact about confirmation that Dooku killed Lux Bonteri's mother, which we basically already knew. Yeah. So this was... It was... was, Our final review of this episode is meh. I think so as well. And I think we might as well just move on, because there's not much to really say about it. I don't really remember much of it either. But I do remember this arc, because it's one of my favourite Obi-Wan arcs. And it starts with Deception. This is the one where he... uh, Dressed up as a bounty hunter for four episodes is fantastic. Uh, or well, changes the entire face. I mean, Kim Kardashian would be proud of the plastic surgery involved, but I really did love it. Uh, I think it's it's Obi's chance to shine, isn't it? Uh, yeah, he is. First time in a, a while. For the first time, I since quite um, I quite like this arc, but I think it could have been three episodes, especially with episode sixteen. Uh, friends and enemies uh, because I think they could have I think they could have put that in between just group that with 15 and 17 yeah I thought... think, mate, no because 15 
was the whole thing like Obi-Wan dies then he goes to prison but okay no this one was necessary but it wasn't episode 16 was necessary but it wasn't it wasn't interesting in terms of the rest of the episodes no but I did I thought it was fun yeah yeah it's a good it's good fun it's good fun this whole yeah this whole arc this arc is important kind of um it's definitely important in Anakin and Obi's relationship. I thought you said this this arc isn't porn. Oh, well, kids, it's not porn. Um, but it it is important, kind of. Uh, not porn. Uh, because it kind of explores the trust between Anakin and Obi Wan. But then I always think I loved this episode arc. But does it change the face of Clone Wars? And really, no. No. Other than the fact uh, the Chancellor was almost assassinated, and maybe it changes the trust between Anakin and Obi Wan. Yeah, kind of. I thought I. I don't know if it's necessarily the biggest thing in the world, but I really thought this was really fun, uh, and the stuff of Cad Bane and Obi Wan was really good. And with the other guy, I just thought it was all fun. The prison break was classic. The stuff after was great. The box episode I thought was very creative, very very the good. Box was good. I like very good. The Chancellor assassination episode I think it was very good, but so many things kind of happened at once that it felt a bit uh, overdone in the end because it was kind of this happens here and then it happens. This is a twist, twist a lot of twists and turns. Which it kept you on the toes and it was very entertaining, but then it was kind of like, well, you think at the end, what the fuck happened up there? What 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 just, what just actually happened? Um, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe for some people, oh, that's a good thing because it's very uh, memorable. But I just thought, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit mental, but very enjoyable. Uh, I, I really love that Obi Wan actually gets something to do, and this shows that he deserved more. I really think he deserved so much more from this show. You get the Mandalore stuff, which is everything is in, is either every arc he's in that's him is brilliant, or he comes into an episode and saves it from being shit. So Obi definitely deserves some fucking more episodes, but we don't really get that. We get a couple more Mandalorian stuff, and the stuff with Maul, of course, is brilliant. But compared to some other people, he always feels like an afterthought, especially in these earlier seasons. And of course, we're getting into the later stages now, so. We're starting to pick up some Obi Wan stuff, and I thought this was great fun. Brilliant. So this, um, this arc great. is it's good. I wouldn't rate it as good as the Umbaran episodes. No, it's good fun. It's very good fun, and I thought it was very creative. And the box episode is probably the best out of them all. Mm. Um, yes, and Obi well. Obi works as uh, as a bounty hunter. If we could get get a spin-off show as him with this new voice place, oh, this in an alternative reality, please, because I think it'd be so good. Uh, but besides that, it's a great thing, but uh, kind of forgotten. How, how memorable is that kind of episode arc? I, I haven't really listened. I don't really tune into the actual rest of the Star Wars fandom except for me and you. So I don't know how well this uh, episode arc goes down. I'm sure it's respected, but do people rank it high? Because I haven't heard much of it. No, he fits shoulders up. Once again, he doesn't talk, even though we're on a podcast where people, most people can only hear us. But he's put his he's put shoulders up. Louis actually little looks shrug. like a little shrug. Yeah, a little shrug. Because he's in his cheeses. That's why Louis isn't talking. Um, no, I'm eating 19. What? Oh, you got rid of the cheeses. Uh, episode 19 Massacre. Count Dooku launches an all out droid attack on Asad Ventress. This was, this. I like this. I liked this, I think. I don't really remember it. Not as much as... Um, I quite like this one. I think it ties up the Asajj Ventress arc. The story arc. Yeah. The thing with this episode is... It and gets, then in the next episode, she becomes a bounty hunter. And then, you know, that's, that's her done. Well, the pro- yeah, well, the problem with uh, Ventress is she gets these kind of two episodes 
and then she gets absolutely kneecapped because at the end of the season, Maul comes in and takes over the like. He only has two episodes more, but he basically steals the entire show away from anything. So she gets fucked. And can I say, it looks like you're having a massive wank while you do your little naughty <laughs> art. Because you're looking down, which makes you look like you're looking at porn, and you're going like this. No, I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at the episodes. I, I, for people on the audio, it, this won't do anything for you, but for people watching, he's going like this. <laughs> it, it looks like you're having a wank. And I'd like to say, he may be in his robe, but he's not having a wank. Um, well, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's below. Um, but yes, I thought this is no. I was, I was I was bobbing my head to a song in my head. Oh, lovely. Um, but yes, I, the bounty hunter episode I like a lot. Um, the massacre episode I do like a lot as well. So I thought it was two good episodes, and I thought it was nice to get Ventress away for a bit and get her in a new direction. Mm. It was good. But she gets kneecapped by these next two episodes: brothers and revenge. Brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. Uh, this this is good. There's, the thing with these next two, these last chapters, is there's a lot to talk about, that, but there also isn't. If you get what I mean, because there's like you can only really talk about more, but he isn't necessarily there for too long because the episode, the season ends. So always remember, I am fear. Always remember, I am hunter. Always remember, I am filth. Always I remember, okay. I am nothing. I know the spider legs are controversial, and I'm not a big... F- when he has the spider legs... I want to know very... how he got the spider legs. He built them, didn't he? From what? From just scrap. He lives in a scrap. That's not how it works. How do you get the nerves to work? Hmm? I don't know. Oh, oh wait. Maybe... No, maybe he used the force. Yeah, that's what I said. Maybe he used the force at all times to keep them moving. Maybe that's how he did it. Maybe. But... The spider legs I fucking hate because I think they look stupid for the one episode. Yeah, I think it's stupid. I think it's stupid that he's got the spider bit on the end of his ass. That would that that doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. I don't know why I wanted to look like a spider. I thought they could have done a much more better way. They should have just given him mechanic legs straight away uh, instead of him walking around the spider legs, and they could have been shit mechanic legs, and then he would have built himself back up later on. The spider legs were fucking ridiculous. But I would also I think, say that I think, the... re- I think um, the way Savage finds him is quite cool, though. Like when he find um, when he finds him, and then he's like, and you could tell he's deranged, and he's been he's well, yeah, it's worked, lived yeah. in the dark for years and years and years and years. Well, the build-up to seeing him is very good because you can hear the spider legs going yeah. around and yeah. see the shadows. That is good, but also it looks fucking ridiculous when you actually see them. So. What are we going for there? But I thought episode one of this was a bit. Nerf. In my opinion, I don't mind the spider legs that much. I think it's a bit weird though. Well, I told you this story because I, when I was younger, I never got to finish Clone Wars because I forgot it was ever on TV after I watched a couple of episodes. I know, very scandalous. Um, and then all I saw from like later seasons were these fucking spider legs on Darth Maul. And I thought that is what their show direction was for Darth Maul now. And he was just always on spider legs. But then I actually found out that, no, they go away in like the first episode. So I've always actually hated these spider legs because I thought they always ruined the character. But really, they're not there too long, so I don't really mind. And they don't do You're very in- this- You seem like a very intuitive, like, eight-year-old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't have I been like that when I was eight. I would, yeah. I was angry. I just listen to I just listen to what my parents do, and if something has lasers and fun, and I would just yay fun. Well, when I was younger, I watched a lot of adult American stuff. So I, you know, I was watching Batman '89 when I was like six. Okay, okay, and that's not necessarily. And I was I was watching Batman Returns when I was like five, and seeing Danny DeVito choking on his own blood. This is not sights for a six-year-old, but I saw it. And I grew very a very young age. I was probably smarter when I was eight. You know what I mean? I'm probably a bit dumber now. I've been banged down by lower class societies trying to take me down. Blue collar workers go fuck yourself, right? I'm upper middle class and you can circle on that, bitches. Uh, but yes, 
very good episode here, but the second episode's better. I think uh, I think one thing I don't like about this though, I think this is kind ooh, of the death of Savage Opress's character. Oh yeah. Because from here on, yeah. he's just he just tags along with Maul for the ride. It's just all Maul. And, and I think it's really a waste. Because in I loved him in season three. He was fucking he was fucking awesome in season three. Yeah, well, no, that, no, and then beyond that, he he just kind of he was just kind of awesome. He's not. The thing with they really wasted him because he's not used the entire se- season for season four, even though it was so hot coming off season three, and then they use him here for these last two episodes, and then the rest of it he's just overshadowed and killed off. And he is a great character, and I think he was very layered. I thought he was a very good fill in for Maul himself. And if they actually, if they went in the direction where we didn't get Maul back, and we never got season seven. And we never got more back. I would say Savage would be an alright replacement for me. I don't think now we're season seven. No, I don't think Savage has the um uh character. He's too he's too brutish. I don't think Savage has enough finesse to uh to carry the to carry the story of Darth Maul because um. Yeah, but he's, we wouldn't he's have much more that brutish. More. He's much more brutish. Yeah, but we wouldn't and have done more. Je- I, I think because he lacks finesse, the Jedi would have tracked him down and either killed him or locked him away. Well, you can say that, but in the end, it's up to what the writers want, Louis. So maybe they wouldn't have searched him down and killed him off. Okay, I don't care about your law. Okay, it's whatever the writers want, I suppose. Exactly. So, and we wouldn't have known him more. They never brought more back then. It would, you know. But we'll see. I think more is a better uh, thing anyway, but I'm saying just in case. And I wouldn't have minded. But there we go. Um, the second episode is very nice. And he gets to be built. And he, uh, they want to seek revenge on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, which is nice, isn't it, Louis? Mm. Did they get revenge in this episode, the final episode of season four? I remember. Yeah, I don't they do. I... This is the episode with, when Asajj Ventress is there and, he's, and she saves Obi-Wan. I thought they did this too early on. I would have cut the episode into this and end it as soon as we reveal more of this back and then start season I five. Think off. I think what they should have done is um, they, they should have made the 22nd episode about um, Savage Press trying to get Darth Maul to come back with him to Dathomir. And then at the very end, Darth Maul is healed. And um, he says, revenge. I must have revenge. Mm-hmm. And then bad. That's what he says in the previous episode. What does he say? He says, we Pistol. should start with revenge. Um, but yeah, I think I agree with you. If he just did that, and then we cut it off. And then season five would have started with a banger. Yeah. And it would have been nice. I think that, but I think Savage Press... They should have expanded on his character beyond season three and four, because beyond that, he's he's not he's nothing. He's nothing. Yeah, because he's he's very memorable. Then again, Darth Maul. I know I said this. Darth Maul does have more finesse than Savage Press, which means they have more stuff to work with. Yeah, has got all fucked up on the camera for some reason. Yes, um, it, he's good. Savage is a very memorable character, and it's a shame that they killed him off, but. It is the way it is. Maul ends up taking over the show basically from now on, and he's brilliantly season seven. And next week we're doing season six. Do you have anything else to mo- do no, before next we week move? We're doing season five. Season five, sorry, fucking up. Uh, season five next week. If Udell isn't doing uh, his activities with certain drugs, um, we may have a show. If and he... slash all women. Yeah. Maybe drugs. And if it's not... Maybe could... maybe alcohol, you know. Maybe maybe all three. Perfect. Um, but yes. Uh, next week, season five. Uh, Louis doing a Lego animation. No, update. I'm not. Yes, you are. Oh, yes. Yeah, ne- next week I'm doing an update. Yeah, what, next week an update? So you have nothing for us this week. I don't have anything for... You guys this week 
Lovely. All I can say is that I'm worth. I'm back on it. You've been saying that for, how long have we done this? We've done twenty episodes. That's twenty weeks. Don't, don't ask me. Don't and ask we've, me. Missed, we've missed two weeks. I'm so too, that's I'm it. too ashamed, man. We've twenty-two weeks of waiting for this fucking animation. It's going to be only like three minutes, people. But it's going to be good when it comes out. It's going to be quality. Um, but other than that, that was the podcast, lads. Uh, we. We'll see you next week. And also, can you just keep your nans safe? Because we hear certain nans are getting thrown out of houses. <laughs> so, uh, can you keep your nans close? Um, don't invite anyone around your house if you're English. If you're American, you're having a fucking ball. Uh, you know, have a party. But here, we can't even invite family members around. So uh, I hope everyone has a happy Christmas and a better Halloween. Because Boris Johnson is the fucking ghoul. Oh, yeah.